we're going to be talking about how we're how the word frames our very lives, right? And all the things that we do as believers is because of the word, right? And even when we start talking about the word, uh, you know, it's something for me. It's something that's exciting. This this sermon series, uh, I find it to be uh, exciting because it's going to give us some uh, some uh, gives us a, a way to to reflect and kind of think about what we do as believers, how we you know move and shift and 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 guide our lives around the word because we are the believers of the word. And, you know, and the, 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 the title of today's service is It Just Works. Though God's word, it, it just works. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's beautiful all by itself. It's one of those things you don't have to add to. It's one of those things you don't have to. Uh, it, it's just, it, and if you, if you ever heard It Just Works, you know, this phrase kind of, uh, you know, your Apple fans will probably remember this, you know, around 2011. It, it was a phrase that, you know, coined by, you know, by, by Apple, you know, it was like, it just works. It's one of those things where you pick up the phone and some, you know, whatever you're trying to do, it just works. Around the time the iPhone came out and all the, you know, the things that come around, of course, Pastor Lincoln's going to love all this stuff, but <laughs> the, the, the iCloud and iPhone and, and all of those things where things came together and the, the, the coin, the phrase coined around all of that, it was, it just works. It's one of those things you're supposed to be able to just pick up and it's supposed to help you do what you need to do automatically, right? And even when we start thinking about, you know, the sort, sort of, you know, when we think about the parallels of this, right? You know, obviously, you know, how you feel about Apple and how you feel about using Apple products, whatever the case may be, you know, when we look at the parallels to the word, when we start thinking about <laughs> start thinking about the word and how things uh, uh, work, right? We just know that God's word, it's able to stand the test of time. It just works. It's just one of those things that we can always trust in. It's one of those things that, can, that we know from generations to generations, it's always been there. It's always going to be there. It's going to just work. And it reminds me of you know, when we start thinking about, you know, uh, uh, when we start thinking about how things kind of, you know, kind of play out and, and we start talking about, you know, the word and how it pertains to the world, you know, sometimes it's, you know, the reality is that, you know, we start thinking about, you know, the, the fact that the word has always been there. It's one of those things that you can just count. It's a staple. You know, if you ever heard someone say that something's a staple, something that it's a mainstay, something that's been there for the test of time. And, and I'm reminded of, a, you know, a virtual reality experience that I, I had, you know, I went down, we went down as a family to, to, uh, to, uh, to Florida. And I can't remember the theme park that we went to, but the, you know, it had one of those uh, rides, you know, and I don't do like roller coasters. So, you know, I, I, we've got on a uh, virtual, like one of those virtual experiences. And, you know, it was, it was good enough that, you know, it was, it was going to give you, you know, the shots and thrills of, of, you know, letting you know that or making you think that you're in an experience. But at the same time, you know, of course you can look at it, you can tell you're not going anywhere, but, but uh, you know, it was one of those, things that you know when you put the goggles on and you fit you see the fan that's blowing air in your face you can kind of sense you you have an idea of what's what's happening right and automatically you know you put that on and you know you're you're thrust into a world right you're thrust into a world where there's so much going on right you see the ground coming up on you you see uh uh, uh you know the 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 you know the you, you know that the the what's coming towards you is you know you see visually what's happening is a is, is a simulation right but you also know like the air coming is from that fan you know that the, you know there's the the little motors and things that are turning making your seat you know rock back and forth that is putting you in a position where you feel like all of these things happen so all of these things are firing off different senses and your world this virtual world is really showing you so much right and it's giving you uh, uh so much information that it can be kind of disorienting right sometimes you know uh uh you you know that that the 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 everything that's happening around you all the information that's being 
you're being shown in that moment is, is a simulation. It's something that, you know, you're not really in a car or a bus that's flying over the, you know, buildings and weaving in around uh, cars and, and all of those things. You know, all that's not happening, but sometimes we have to pull ourselves, you know, so, like for myself, you know, even in the midst of all of that, I had to take the goggles off because it felt so real. And sometimes we find ourselves in situations where the word, you know, we know what's real and we don't, we know what's real, but we, and we have a, we have a reality of things. And then there's a perceived reality, right? There's so many, there's, there's worlds that, you know, exist. And then there's the word, which encompasses all of that. And, 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 and we're going to see here today how just, you know, the word of God has always been there. And even in the midst of our perceived reality in different worlds that we've lived in or different worlds that, you know, pertain to us, how all of those things are framed by the real word or the real world, which is, of course, uh, you know, surrounded by the word of God. So I say all that to say that God's word, it just works. And we're going to go over that. And we're going to look into what this is all about. When we talk about the series, sermon series, uh, Word World, Pastor Lincoln gave us a little bit last week on what we're going to be talking about and how the word of God frames our lives, brings things together for us as believers. And, you know, even when it comes into like our social world, our social worlds, our relational worlds, uh, sometimes even our internal world, you know, it contends with the word of God. Right. And sometimes it challenge, and, and sometimes uh, uh, we find ourselves being challenged by, you know, trying to decipher what is that reality, trying to decipher what is, you know, and how our reality pertains to the word of God. What is perceived reality? What is, you know, what's really happening? And, and how do I shift my life and shift my worlds to work in the confine or to, to, to work with what the word says I should do and what the word says I should be? And we start thinking about, you know, word world. You know, if you don't know anything about Word World, Word World is a uh, first and foremost, uh, I think everyone should just go join the PBS app, uh, PBS Kids app and, and, and take the gander of Word World. Word World is phenomenal. I'm telling you, as a parent of, of little children, it's phenomenal. Personally, Word Girl and Design Squad are my jam, but I love Word World because it also for, for little kids, it shows them how to, uh, 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 to, to bring things together, right? And, and, and the wonderful thing about Word World is that they'll take like the words, break things apart, right? So like for instance, they'll take uh, uh, socks, they'll take the O from socks and then they'll take it over and take a B and an X and build box, put those things together and now you've got a box. And you know, even for you know, a stage, they'll take like the ST from stairs and then, you know, take a, you know, AGA, AGE from page and put those things together. And now you've got a stage and those things. It's wonderful because it shows kids that, you know, they can kind of create a world right with words. Right. And that's so wonderful from an educational standpoint. But even for some for, for us, when we look at, you know, the 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 things that we try to do in our world. Right. We try to take you know, a little bit of this over here and a little bit of that over there and kind of put things together, kind of make things come together that work for us. And that's great when it works, but sometimes it doesn't work, right? And even when you think about, you know, for even for Word World, when you see Word World, you'll see like something can come along and hit the word and the word will break apart. Or you'll see something kind of come and, 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 and something fall on the word and then the words break apart and they have to find a scramble and try to find ways to put things back together again. But with God's word, it just works. With God's word, it's everlasting. With God's word, it comes together and it stays together. And so what we find here in the, in, in the scriptures that we're going to be going over, we're going to be talking about what Psalms, uh, uh, Psalms 119 we're going to go ahead and read it first. Matter of fact, if you can, go ahead and just stand for the reading of the word. We're going to read through the word, the scriptures right quick. And then we're going to get right back to it. Psalms 119 and 89. It says, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. 
Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth and it abideth. They continue this day according to thine ordinances for all are thy servants. And unless the law had been my delights, I should have perished in mine affliction. I will never forget thy precepts for with them thou hast quickened me. I am thine, save me for I, oh, so I will never forget thy precepts for with them thou hast quickened me. 94, I am thine, save me, for I have sought thy precepts. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider thy testimonies. Verse 96, I have seen an end of all perfection, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. Amen, amen. So what we're gonna look over here is just how the word has vastly shaped our lives, right? As believers. And it's always been there. It's one of those things that's always kept us. It's always, you know, kept us in, uh, 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 in, in the place that we should be. And when we start talking about, you know, even when we think about the worlds and how worlds are, 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 you know, but when we think of it from a scientific standpoint, of course, you know, that, you know, we kind of went over what the world could be from, you know, from, you know, in regards to, well, actually what, what, uh, um, Mike has, what we had from last week, if you can show that my world's a part of the earth that can be considered separate, right? Separate and apart. So of course you have like, you know, what Pastor Lincoln was going over and showing us how we have, you know, uh, uh, the world of sports or the world of technology, how things are like kind of separated apart, you know, from that's from a, 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 you know, figuratively speaking. And of course, from part of the earth, you know, that can be considered separate, of course, when you start talking about, you know, you know, from a scientific standpoint, part of the earth that can be considered separate and apart. And then, of course, you know, verse uh, the, the definition to all of your experiences that determine how things appear to you, you know, so, you know, your perspective, your, uh, the way you look at things, how you see things, right? And even how, you know, like your world of, of you know, like, for instance, for some of us, a world of ministry or, you know, the, your family, that could be a particular world, your job, your position, your career, that can be a world all within itself. But even when we start talking about, you know, from a scientific, back to a scientific aspect, when we start talking about world, a planetary, celestial be, uh, bodies, if you will, we all know that, you know, when we think of worlds, we think of planets and, and how, you know, those things, those, of course, that comes from that, you know, the sun and how the sun kind of, you know, uses gravity to bring uh, matter and mass together uh, and bring things together to, to form greater masses, bigger masses, which become planets. And then, of course, those, man, those have, uh, you know, moons that revolve around that as that revolves around that star, that particular star. And then we start thinking about us, how that parallels to what we are. We are our people, believers, that we are, you know, have God has formed us with his gravity, which is love, brought us together. And as, you know, the, our different things revolve around us, our families, our jobs, our careers, uh, our, our relationships, you know, uh, our, all those things kind of revolve around us as we revolve around our son, which is the living son, God, uh, uh, Jesus, all of those things we revolve around all of, you know, those things kind of go all along with, you know, how we believe. And as believers, we revolve around those things, right? Or we are, all those things revolve around us as we revolve around Christ. That's what I should say. And so when we start thinking about how all of those things kind of come together, we start looking at the word of God and how it shows us how this is all shit. This is all shaped and molded. God shaped and molded all of these things for us to happen in a particular way, right? We sometimes, you know, uh, try to go off course. We try to sometimes get off of that orbit, right? Or get out of that way from what God has, you know, shown us and told us to do and how he's told us to perform, right? But we understand that you know, now, and just to remind you that we are supposed to be in orbit. We are supposed to follow the word of God. We're supposed to live that way, right? And I know what you're saying, like, okay, is following God's word, is it reasonable? You know, and even when we start thinking about, you know, what the naysayers may say, right? And what, you know, what the atheists might say, or what, you know, some of it's like, it's 2022, is the word still 
pertinent in people's lives, right? And even when we start thinking about that, you know, sometimes it's common for us to hear the word, hey, I'm a Christian, but it's not necessarily common for everyone to follow the ways of being a Christian, right? Or following the word and letting the word be that uh, stabilizing force or that thing that you use to, uh, uh, to guide your life by, right? It's, it's, it's common for, for people to say, I believe in God, but I don't necessarily believe in what the book says, right? And so today we're going to go into why that is, that, why that is, is, is not, it's one of those things that we, we have to make sure that we are not doing. We have to find ourselves back in the way of what God has says for us to do, right? Through his word. We can't love God and not love his word. We can't follow God and not follow his word, right? And so when we start looking at that, we find here in verse 89, it says, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And when we look at forever, of course, there's a difference between forever and forever. For, forever uh, uh, is, is, you know, forever, the one word forever is a measurement of time forever is beyond time, right? And so when we start looking at the fact that time, of course, is a human construct, right? Time is something that we created, something that we say, okay, this is, this is what minutes mean, this, you know, seconds mean, minutes mean, hours mean, days mean. God lives outside of time. And so we can't parallel, we can't work in that or box God in and say, okay, well, God is you know, of course, we can say God is going to go in forever, ever, because he does mean both things. It means that he is going to be in time, a measurement of our time, but also he's going to go beyond what we could ever conceive as time. He's going to be there, too. And so when we start looking at the fact that the word has always been there. What do you mean, Terrence? OK, so in John 1 and 1, of course, we know it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. God was all the word of God was already there in the beginning. And so it's one of those things that has been foundational. And even when we start talking about, again, what, you know, your Stephen Hawkins or your Darwins and, and all these uh, atheists for, you know, for the past 50, 100 years, you know, one thing they can't wrap their mind around is that regardless of what they think of, whether it be the Big Bang or whether it be whatever, you know, comes up, you know, They've always been able to trace back God's fingerprints or a someone's, they'll, they'll, they'll use this word, they'll coin this and say, someone's fingerprints on it all. That's one thing that the, the theologians cannot deny is that there has to be something that started, sparked everything. Someone has its fingerprints on everything and everything has, when you start even looking at, you know, what people would say or uh, uh, what, what, what scientists would conceive and think about, you know, even when you start talking about DNA, there's no way that all of that could be orchestrated without someone's fingerprints all over it. And we know, of course, it's God. But even when we start looking at forever, again, it says, going back to even Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning, God created what? The heavens and the earth. God created not just the heavens, which his word is settled in. Of course, we know what settled in heaven, right? Comes down to her. But all those things, it was all started and established in the beginning. And that's what we need, right? We need something that is foundational. Again, when we start talking about comparing the worlds and the things that we have that's going on around us, what do we base that off of? What do we base our livelihoods off of? Do we need to base our livelihoods off of something that was established a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, 20 years ago? Or do I establish my life on something that no one can figure out, no one understands completely, everyone is trying to figure out and trying to grasp, but realizing that at the end of the day, I do have to just trust and believe that it's worked because it's always worked. I know that's hard because once again, with us, some of us, we try to take in control every aspect of our lives, right? Some of us want that control. And even when we start looking at the Bible, and I think the reason why the Bible uh, is so, uh, uh, you know, it's hard for people to, to, uh, to gravitate towards and try to, you know, revolve their lives around is because 
they don't understand that the Bible, it has its own validity, right? It's one of those things like you understand, like as it is written, it is used like close to 80 times in the Bible. It uses itself to base itself. It uses itself to validate itself. And that's something that no one else can do. No, no other book can do that, right? Nothing else on earth can stand the test of time. And everyone understands that this is something that we're going to measure this off of. This is the thing that countless generations have measured itself off of. Everybody, once again, the theologians cannot, cannot uh, uh, question uh, the fact, the validity of the word. That's pure, like even your, your, your most bona fide, you know, mind, atheist mind will be able to, to quantify that the word of God has always been there. And it's something else financially that's something no one can take away is that it's always been established. It's always been there. You know, again, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, with the Bible, I think it's so hard for people to wrap their minds around the Bible. Because it, the Bible teaches you how to live as a child of God, not be God. And that's the problem is that we want to, uh, uh, sometimes the people, sometimes even us as believers, we want to have control over our worlds, right? We want to have control over every situation and circumstance. And we look to the Bible and say, God, well, how can I take control? And the Bible's not going to tell you that. The Bible's always going to point back to the one that has control and always has had control. So we're talking about forever. Oh, Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. It's settled. Some of the things that you are still trying to rebut, have a rebuttal against. Some of the things you're still trying to combat. Some of the things you're still trying to uh, say, well, if I take a different route or say this a different way. No, it's been settled. What God spoke about you and what God said about your life, it's already settled. It just works. It's going to do what it's supposed to do. And sometimes that's hard for us to grasp. That's something for us to handle. But I want to say, I want to show you in the end, it's a great thing. It's a beautiful thing because you, there's some things that we kind of think that, well, if I don't do this, then it's not going to work. Or if I don't do that, then things are going to fall apart. But the reality is that it's already settled. Verse 90, it says, thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth and it abideth. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. It's been there. Regardless if that generation acknowledges his faithfulness or not, it's still there. And, you know, I think it's amazing how, you know, of course there's countless generations, right? That have gone on and you see how it's amazing how over time, even there was generations that that vehemently rebelled against the word of God, but it still stood. It still found its way to trickle down. And even ironically for some of us, it found its way to trickle down to us. Here we are in 2022 and no one can probably explain how it always seems to come back around and get to where it needs to be so that it continues to continues to go on and cycle through generations to generations to make sure it still hits and still be it still it still is where it needs to be you know when you think about it it's ironic you know sometimes it, it's funny how like you would go down you know the lineage and they'll go down the line and there'll be someone that's used to be uh, 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 you know, God uses to 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 kind of direct and kind of guide, right, the family a certain way, right? And it's ironic because you know it's funny, like you go to like a family reunion or something like that, and, and you know, and someone be like, yeah, yeah, so and so's dad was a pastor, or so and so's mom was a minister, or so and so's you know uh, uh, uncle was a, pro and you don't even know that there was someone in the lineage. Right, kind of keeping things together. And that's so awesome that we have someone, and sometimes that somebody is you in your family right now. That might be you, might be that person that's praying. You might be that person that's fasting. You might be that person that God is coming to and being like, you need to pray for this one and you need to pray for that one. 
we don't need to, we, we, we take, uh, uh, it, it's amazing that sometimes we don't look at the whole, the, of course we can't sometimes, we can't see the whole picture, right? But sometimes God is showing us that if it, you know, my hand has been there the whole while, I'm gonna pull one person to the side. All I need is one that's going to be to listen. All I need is one that's going to to take this word and run with it. All I need is one, and you might be that chosen one. So don't ignore. You might be that chosen one. So don't lose sight of the fact that God, he's if he's talking to you, if he's speaking to you, and he's showing you certain things, don't take it lightly. It says, thou hast established the earth and abided thee. It abided. Abide means to endure. It bears patiently, right? It's been there. And the earth is constantly looking at God's faithfulness. God is constantly bearing, he's, he's being patient and waiting for God's uh, 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 faithfulness to just continue to manifest itself. It's one of those things where we start looking at how we don't understand, you know, the fact that, and, and, so the reason why we're here or the reason why God purposed the earth to provide life, right? Is for us. And God put us on earth for a reason, right? And even when we start looking at the fact that it established the earth and it abided, it gave the earth purpose. God gave the earth purpose and the earth is patiently waiting for it, its faithfulness to be fulfilled. In other words, God's people, we are the reason why earth exists. And all those things that come together is for God's glory to be seen, right? It's for God's glory to be shown. And when we start looking at the fact that we don't necessarily understand the power and influence God's word has, but someone has to carry that word. Someone has to, someone has to perform that word. Someone has to show the rest of the world that this word is supposed to come out. It's supposed to come forth, right? And so when we start looking at the fact that the earth and in, 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 in it's, it's amazing to me how sometimes we don't feel that we have uh, 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 we don't have influence on our surroundings. And sometimes we think that we just take in our surroundings when God had put us in place for us to affect the surroundings. We're going to come back to that. Verse 91, it says that they continue this day according to thine ordinances. And when we start looking at the word ordinances, of course, those are, you know, laws, rules, organ, uh, 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 things being organized to set a certain thing in motion, right? Ordinances, those things that, you know, is commands, if you will. And that's one thing that, you know, of course, when we start looking at for all they are, uh, are, are thy servants, the, the words of God are servants to him. And so when we start looking at the word, of course, you know, we lose some people there when we start talking about servitude. <clears throat> and we start thinking about how, you know, of course, when things are, you know, because we all come from this generation, right? Where we're, you're not going to tell us what to do. We are going to do what we want to do. We are, you know, yeah, we we've got we've got freedom, free to think our the way we want to think, free to do what we want to do, and and God's saying these words are going to do what I'm asking, what I'm telling them. Excuse me, what I'm commanding them to do. They are servants, and we lose sight of the fact that we are what ultimately words spoken about out of the mouth of God. We are words that God spoke. And ultimately, we're going to do what he commands us to do. Those things have been structured. There's things that have been structured and things that have been put in place and things that are, are, are systematically pieced together to follow a certain law and certain guidelines. And they are servants and they're going to perform and do what they're told to do. 
And just like that, we're going to do ultimately what we're told to do. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. Again, what we're talking about is why do we do some of the things we do? What, why do we believe what we believe? We believe because it's been proven over time, factually speaking, that God's word comes to pass. And likewise, because he, know that, he knows that he can set a command and it'll be followed out and go and, and, and it'll, it'll come to pass. It'll go into motion. He knows likewise. We're going to be put in motion. Likewise, we're going to do what God called us to do. Likewise, we're going to be, things are going to just manifest itself that we're going to be able to perform and do some of those things that God has purposed us to do. You know, sometimes when we uh, uh, think about, <clears throat> we think about, you know, some of the things that happen and we don't understand exactly how things are happening for us, right? Sometimes, you know, for some of us, we're finding ourselves in a place where, you know, God, you're blessing us and God, you're putting things in our hands that we never had before. And we start to realize that it's not because of any great thing that you've done. You know, I, you know, even when you start thinking about, you know, the people I, I'm just, I'm just going to go back and think about the people I grew up around, some of the things, some of the people that I know personally, you know, they're set apart to do some great things. I've been set apart to do some things over here, but there's some things that God has purposed me to do that I just be like, okay, why me? Right. But at the same time, there's some things that God placed in my hands to allow me to be able to do some of the things that I do. Case in point, I do believe that out of all the things that have happened in my life, the fact that I love computers and the fact and the fact that I do some of the things I do is to help the ministry. I really believe like, you know, God's purpose me to be able to be good at programming so I can help with the website right now. Or I can help with, you know, some other thing that's some technical thing that no one else really wants to touch at certain at certain points. But those are certain things that God has purposed us to do. And he's given that when I think about the education, when I think about the camp, the, 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 you know, computer camps, or when I think about, you know, the things that, uh, uh, the information that has been shared to me and privy, I've been privy to the books I've been able to read, the things that I've been able to collect over time. It's gotten me to a certain point that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And so when we start thinking about all, and I want you to think about all the things that God's placed in your hands and what God has purposed you to do. And for you to be able to use those things and God's showing us that the word is helping us and is giving us what we need for us to be who we are collectively and also to use all those other things from those worlds, or whatever that's surrounding us, but how it's supposed to come back and continue to give God glory in the ultimate world, right? So it says, unless, verse uh, 92, excuse me, it says, unless thy law have been my delights, uh-oh, I should then have perished in mine affliction. And when we start looking at this, unless the law had been my delights, and when sometimes we think about <clears throat> the law, sometimes the law is not fun, right? Sometimes, uh, you know, regarding the law can be kind of like, oh my gosh, I gotta follow the law, the law says this, the law says that. And, you know, sometimes, you know, of course, for any, for most of us, like when we start, you know, think about some of us, we try to, you know, tell the line, right? We get just enough close, you know, close enough to the line that we know that we can, you know, kind of draw back. We don't want to go over the line because we know there's punishment once you go past the line, right? But when we start thinking about this, unless the law had been my delight, and of course, when you start thinking about when he's saying this, this is a place of hindsight, right? Because now, unless I start thinking about, okay, well, let me take this seriously. Unless I start thinking about, like, how do I, uh, uh, this, this, this life uh, of following the rules, how can I be, uh, how can I ex uh, appreciate this? You know, it's got to be a place. When we start talking about delight, it's a great pleasure or joy, right? Unless I start thinking about like, okay, unless I take this thing seriously, you know, I know 
that I would have perished. If I didn't take this thing seriously, I know that there's, there's detriment on the other side of this. There's punishment on the other side of this. There is pain on the other side of this. I would have, per I would have perished in my own affliction. When you think about the fact that if you had, if it had not been for the Lord that was on your side, when you think about if, if I was left up to my own devices, if I was left up to following my own rules, if I was left up to doing my thing and following my, my law, Terrence's law, if, if, if I said that before God, where would I be? So unless your law, God, had not been my delight, unless your God, uh, uh, your law, God, I would have perished. What does perish mean? Perish means to pass from existence, to disappear gradually, to spoil or to deter deteriorate. I would have, and some of us, we don't understand, like, once again, the concept of time might be a matter of seconds, a gradual Deteriorate, deterioration over a matter of seconds or a matter of a, you know what seemingly could feel like a lifetime. But even understanding that pain and punishment that we would have put ourselves through, we're going to touch on that in a minute, but that pain and punishment that we put ourselves through because we wanted to follow our own law. Once again, understanding in the world that we want, the worlds that we want to you know, dip in and out of, seeing how we can control this, this particular way, this particular world and control that particular world and control that particular world and establish laws around all of those. What does that look like? That looks like, okay, well, because this person got on my nerves, I'm not really feeling them like that. I'm not gonna talk to them. Whose law is that? That is your law. God don't say anything like that, right? Or when we start thinking about, well, uh, you know, well, you know, even when we start talking about, you know, being fair, being honest, uh, 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 you know, uh, following the rules, making sure you listening to what God said, that is not your law. If it was up to your law, you would do things and cer certainly you do things a different way. So in verse 93, it says this, it says, I will never forget thy precepts. For with them, thou hast quickened me. I will never forget the direction you've given me. I will never forget. And that's when we start talking about precepts. Precepts is a direction or order issued by an authority or command or process. I will not forget the process. And of course, when you hear the process, of course, people that, you know, have played, you know, that, that, pay attention to NBA and, you know, and hear the process, you trust the process. Those are the things that, you know, it's, it, you laugh about it because, you know, of the people that, you know, usually when you say the process, the process is you start from scratch, right? You build back up, right? You let everything kind of go the way that, you know, it was going the way it was, but now we're going to start over and build back up. That's the process. You got to trust the process. You got to trust that draft pick and make sure you bring up that draft pick and make sure that draft pick gets in the weight room. Make sure that draft pick gets, you know, everything he needs to be successful. And you're going to trust that process, not trade them away, not, uh, 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 not, not, not let it go. And, you know, and, and, and but trust that that process works out. That's going to get you to the ultimate goal of getting that title. Right. But some, for, for us, we got to trust. I never forget the precepts. I never forget the process for what God has me doing right now. I won't forget what God has me going through. And sometimes we forget what God has pulled us through. Do we not? We forget sometimes that the word has been there, right? We forget how God pulled us through and how we used the word. We recited the word. We, we, re, we, we rehearsed the word. We believed in the word. We posted the word in different places in our house. We, we trusted in the word. We, we, we recited the word. We listened to the word. We forget that that was part of the process. Yes, right now you're probably in a good place with your job and financial. 
uh, financially or yes your family probably is in a good place or 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 maybe you know your state of mind has settled and and things come together but you forgot what it was to get you there how did you get there don't forget the process it says for with them thou hast quickened me quicken me uh and become alive excite stimulate to stir up there you know thou has quick that that's what's keep the process is what's keeping me alive the process is what's keeping me stirred up and and, and keep and gets me excited and sometimes to be honest you know we have to take ourselves through some things mentally to stay excited about the process Again, it goes back to you reciting that word. It goes back to you believing and trusting in him and, 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 and being excited, going into prayer uh, excited, going into worship excited, because I won't forget the process that you got me, that you brought me through and the process you have me in. So it says, 94, I am thine, safe. So simplistic, right? So simple. I am yours, God. Save me. And sometimes, you know, we lose sight of the fact how simple things can be. <clears throat> you know, even when, you know, thinking about, you know, children, when they sing, you know, yes, Jesus loves me for the Bible tells me so. The word tells us so. Well, why? Because the word says so. How come? Because the word says so. So for us, you know, we lose sight of the simple thing. As a child, as a child listens, uh, sings a song, yes, Jesus loves me. He loves me because the Bible tells me so. I am thine. That's what we have to go back to. I am thine, God. Save me. For I have sought thy precepts. I've sought out the process. I've sought out what you wanted me to do. I sought out what you commanded. And what you said in your word, because I know it's always working. I know it's always, it's not, it's, it's worked for generations. It's worked all for, for, for countless times. It's worked. I'm seeking out that. I'm seeking, I'm seeking to understand, not just to un not understand, uh, uh, Everything that I have, you know, not, not try to understand what you see, God, but understand what, what you want me to see and understand that the rest of it, it just works. Understand that the rest of it is, is, I know my faith is in you because I don't have to see the whole path. I don't have to see everything play out. I don't have to see it all come together because I know that there's going to be a portion of that where I just have to believe you and take you at your word. But the parts that I know about and the parts that I can find out about, I'm seeking those things, God to know my place and what I'm supposed to do. Verse 95, it says, the wicked have waited for me to destroy me. Let's look at this. Those people are those, those things that we battle against, right? We're not just gonna put it on people, but the things that we battle against and the things that are up against us, wait for who to destroy who? Wait for me to destroy me. This scripture right here, I could have ended right here, but of course we're gonna go a little bit further, but even looking at this is saying so much because we're waiting for, but because we see here that others don't have the power to destroy you. The things that are against you don't have the power to destroy you. The things that are coming up against you don't have the power to destroy you. I'm gonna say it one more time. The things against you don't have the power to destroy you. Again, for the people in the back, the things that are against you don't have the power to destroy you, but they're waiting for you to destroy yourself. <laughs> they're waiting for you to destroy yourself. Look at the wickedness behind this. The thing about the wickedness, the thing that's so twisted about it is that they're willing to wait for it. They're patient. 
they've been waiting for generations for this thing to get to you. They've been waiting for lifetimes to get to you. They're waiting for you to ultimately fall by your own hand. And the wonderful thing about the, the symbolism in this is that it's like someone throwing you a blade, throwing you a knife, and you cutting yourself. Because they don't have the power to do it. They're not strong enough to do it, but the ultimate, the ultimate torture wouldn't be for them to try to do it themselves. The ultimate torture would to be able to just watch you do it to yourself. That's, a, that's the sadistic, that's a sick mind where we start thinking about, you know, how low people can go or how low things, situations, how the, 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 the way, how low, how, how low things will stoop for people, to, for things to play out, right? Because they want you to destroy yourself. How do you ultimately destroy yourself? By not taking the word, by not following the word. How do you let your power, your, your power down? How do you let your guard down? It's like any battle. Like if you go into any battle, right? When you start thinking about symbolically speaking, right? You go into any battle, you lay your shield down and your sword down, you're defenseless. And what is the word, right? That's your sword. You lay your sword down, you're basically just out there <laughs> in a battlefield, looking crazy. This is to encourage us to keep the word. This is to encourage us to know, keep what always works, keeping the word, amen? But I will consider thy testimonies. I won't let the word go. I'm gonna consider those testimonies. I'm gonna think about what, how you pulled Daniel through, right? I'm gonna think about what you did for Mary Magdalene. I'm gonna think about all the things, like, I'm gonna think about what you did for Abraham. See, I know this is coming from the old school, right? And sometimes we have to start thinking about you know, what God brought you through, what God brought you through. And it was all of these, the word. These are the testimonies. These are the things that God has shown us how I pulled it out for them. I'm going to pull it out for you. The things I did for them, the things I'll do for you. These are, it's tangible, tangible data, tangible information to show you I can do it. Not only can I do it, I've been doing it and I continue to do it. You know, the funny thing about it is you ain't have to go through these testimonies. You can think about your own testimonies. That's the beautiful thing about it. As you start thinking about, oh, okay, how you did this for Abraham, what you did for David, this is awesome, what you did for Daniel, this is great. But wait a minute, just last week you did this for me. Wait a minute. Just last night, you did this for me. Wait a minute. Just this morning, do yourselves a favor. If you have the ability, if you can, stand up. If you have the ability, if you don't have, if you can't stand, raise your hands. If you can't raise your hands, it's okay. Just breathe. All of these are miracles. Everything that's happened, God is performing a miracle for you right there. That's your testimony. Your testimony is that you're in the land of the living. Your testimony is that God brought you through. Your testimony is that you are right here, right now, getting this word, this word itself. This is a testimony that you have the ears to hear, that you can receive this word. This is an awesome thing. This is your testimony. The word is working for you right now. Isn't that awesome? Hallelujah. The word is working for you right now in this present moment. We're not talking, this is, of course, this is a foundational word. This is a word that's lasted for countless generations. But even right here in 2022, it's still performing miracles. It's still working. It's still doing what it said it was going to do. It's still doing miracles, performing miracles right before your very eyes. So verse 96. <clears throat> Hallelujah. <laughs> Verse 96, it says, I have seen an end of all perfection. Look at that. That is so powerful. 
I have seen an end of all perfection. Means I've seen what men can say is perfect. I've seen what men can say is this is this is beautiful. This is thing. This is this is wonderful in itself. It doesn't need to be touched anymore. It's done. It's great. But even God can look through that and say that can be worked on. That can be that can be that can be a little bit better. God can look at that and that thing that you say that you deem as per, as perfect. My family is where it needs to be. Amen. We all know that's not true. <laughs> My career is where it wants to be. You can, I'm sure, things are, it can use some work. Right? <sighs> you know, just understanding, like, there's so many things that men would say, in this world, this world is right where I want it to be. Or this world, I have things where, it, you know, it's the best it's ever been. It's not even so much that for some of us, it's not so much that it's we don't think they can be better, but we understand it's the best it's ever been. Right. And God looks at that and says, "Nah, let me into that. That relationship that you have with your spouse. It's had some rocky moments and it's getting better. But let me continue to make it even better. Or those things like, okay, I'm starting to realize who I am. You know, I'm starting to come in, you know, to my own and start to figure out teenagers, you know, young adults, you're starting to figure out, okay, this is the person that God has kind of made me, fashioned me to be. I'm starting to get, a, you know, an understanding of who I am. Okay, well, let God continue to mold you. Let God continue to show you a better way, a deeper way, have a deeper relationship with him. I know you think it's perfect. Lord knows, I've been 21 before. <laughs> I've been there. When you think like this is as good as it gets, I'm, no one can tell me what to do. Let God show you there's a better way. I know you, what is it, 20 plus one, but understanding God can always make it better. But thy commandment is exceedingly broad. His commandments go across all grounds. It crosses all facets, way beyond what we can even imagine or think. We don't understand that God's, what God's word, how it, how it goes into each of these worlds, right? And it makes everything better. So I just want to encourage you. I know we went a long way around. But I want to encourage you just to make sure that you understand what God's word really is all about. It's been there. It's foundational. It's everlasting. It's something that's been there this whole time. And guess what? It just continues to get better. The more you read it, the more you absorb it, the more you let it sink in and permeate to not just you, but the worlds that you have your fingers in the better it all will be. So I just want to encourage you today. Thank you so much for joining us. And I want you to reflect. I want you to think about God's word. You know what? There's some things I understand, some things I don't, but those areas that I don't understand, I just need to know. I need to just understand, God, it, your word, it just works. There's some things I can't even explain. I can't even understand it. And I can't really put it into words. And then maybe it's not meant for me to, to be able to. It just works the way it is.